Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Colin, your title for this week of programmes is Overcoming the Enemy. And as we've just been saying, it's it's quite some time since we talked about a topic such as this. And it's very important that we know and understand our enemy and know how to overcome him or really to overcome the powers of darkness, all of which are our enemy. Now, let me say first of all that we've got to get this whole subject within the context. As you just said, it's a long time since we've done a week of programs on this particular subject because there is so much in the New Testament and in the Bible uh, generally for us to speak about topics, subjects that are relevant for Christians. Uh, this is one of them, but it is just one of them. And we, we mustn't uh, think that everything revolves around deliverance and uh, demonic powers and so on. There is, in fact, in the New Testament, no such thing as a deliverance ministry. And when I I hear people say, I've got a deliverance ministry. I want to walk in the opposite direction immediately because there is something not in biblical balance. There is deliverance, but deliverance in the New Testament is part of the healing ministry. And that is one of the New Testament ministries, and healers are one of the ministries that are listed uh, in the lists that Paul gives us of the various ministries that were operating in the church. So deliverance was certainly happening, but it was never perceived as a subject on its own so that, you know, everything is revolving around these demonic powers and people seeing uh, demons behind every tree and underneath every leaf and all the rest of it. So it's, it's a subject that some people take right out of its context and actually sort of magnify it beyond its significance. Now, it, it's, it's important. Obviously, it's important because we have an enemy to overcome us. But we mustn't exaggerate the, the situation to such an extent that we're blaming demons for every problem in our lives. Uh, we're blaming the enemy every time that we sin or fail in some way. Because once we do that, then we're abrogating the responsibility that we have as Christians. We're, we're saying, well, it wasn't my fault, it was the demons. It wasn't my fault, it was the devil. And actually, uh, if we take the teaching of the New Testament very, very uh, succinctly, we can see that every Christian has the responsibility to overcome the enemy. Tell me the, about this enemy. Well, the key, the key verse to understand that is submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from us. So we're going to see the various ways in which we have to do that. And if my voice sounds a little thick today, it's because I've had a morning where we have been coming right against um, spiritual forces in the heavenly places as we've been praying together the the staff and the uh, students from the college uh, at Kingdom Faith. And, um, and I've been doing a lot of speaking there this, this week. We're having a, a special week at the first week of term. And, and so, you know, my voice is, 
is sounds a little tired. You've been praying but, strong, but I'm I'm actually full of full of fire and life, even if uh, even if the voice uh, sounds a bit tired. Know your enemy. Yes, who is this enemy? Well, God's enemy becomes our enemy. Um, the great thing about being a Christian is that when you're born again, you are put into Christ, and Christ comes to live in you in the power of his spirit. Now, we've done a lot of teaching about that, and you see, we have to understand that uh, this whole subject of overcoming the enemy needs to be, therefore, part of the total life of faith that we have. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. Now, the enemy, of course, has always been opposed to Jesus. We see uh, in his humanity, first of all, the devil wanted to kill him when he was a baby, uh, using Herod to try to do that. Then throughout his ministry, uh, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they wanted to kill him long before he went to the cross. And in fact, uh, Jesus would never have died unless he had surrendered himself into the hands of his enemies. Um, you know, he had the power to avoid that. When he was arrested, he said, you know, don't you realize I could ask my father and he would summon legions of angels to come and save me. But he knew that it was his father's purpose to be crucified. And one of the things the scripture tells us that he did when he was crucified was to disarm the principalities and powers of darkness. He actually overcame Satan on the cross. Uh, before that, of course, he right at the beginning of his ministry, he had to overcome the temptations of Satan in the wilderness before his ministry proper began. Uh, after uh, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is really what happened to Jesus, the Spirit of God came upon him after he had been baptized in water, not in the water, but afterwards. The scripture is very clear about that. Uh, then the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness, and there he was tempted three times by the devil. Well, we know of three temptations. There probably were a lot more. But uh, the important thing is to see how he overcame the enemy. He overcame him with the truth of the word. It is written. Now, the devil can quote the scriptures and actually quoted the scriptures to Jesus during those times of temptation, but he quoted them out of context, making them mean something very different from uh, what they do actually mean, whereas Jesus quoted back the scriptures that really were the death blow to that temptation. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. But Jesus recognized so, the voice of the enemy, didn't he? He knew it. Well, he knew, he knew the reality of Satan. Do you, you think see, we always do? Uh, no, I think the part of the problem is that we live in a society today where it's not fashionable to believe in the devil and it's not fashionable to believe in hell. And because that is the way that the secular mind works, the rational mind 
because we live in a very rational society. Therefore, a lot of Christians have allowed that kind of thinking to influence them. And of course, the devil's biggest trick is to get people to believe he doesn't exist. Because if, if uh, they don't believe he exists, then they won't resist him. And uh, if they don't believe that there are demonic powers that uh, we have authority over as Christians, and I'm not talking about people being possessed. I'm talking about the demonic powers that the enemy wants to use to, to overcome us. If we don't realize that we are in that kind of spiritual battle, then, of course, we give the ground to the enemy and we will experience all kinds of oppression and difficulties and even depression when, in fact, as Christians, we have the authority and the power available to us to overcome those things. So whether we like it or not, every Christian is involved in a spiritual battle simply because they've become a Christian. Yes, a lot of Christians have said to me over the years, oh, I don't like all this talk about spiritual warfare. I don't like this talk about being in the army of God and all this fighting talk. I'm just a person of peace. Well, of course, that person is a prime target for the enemy because I don't think any of us likes it. But what we have to do is to face the reality of it, that um, whether you like it or not, uh, as a Christian, uh, the powers of darkness are going to oppose you. Now, uh, you know, I even heard somebody say one time, well, it would be better not to be a Christian then because I wouldn't be opposed by these powers of darkness. But of course, that is total deception because the powers of darkness are opposed to everybody. But you see, those who are not Christians, Jesus says of them, their father is the devil. The devil already has them in his principality of darkness so he doesn't he doesn't need to oppose them in the way that we experience as christians because he is already manipulating them he is already able to work in their lives but they don't realize that's what's happening because they're not spiritually aware and they probably don't even believe in the devil a lot of them but he is laughing all the way to hell because he has them in his grip, under his influence, until such time as they become believers and are born again. At that time, then, of course, they are rescued, Paul says, from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son he loves. So it's not a question of saying, well, you know, I don't want to get involved in all this, so it, it would be better just to shun the whole matter. The point is that Everybody living on planet Earth has the devil as their enemy. And Jesus describes him as the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we see a lot of, of destruction going on in the world around us, uh, which some of which is just the result of the sin of man. But often the sin of man prompted by the devil, encouraged by demonic forces, and uh, you, can, you can be absolutely sure that people like tyrants and dictators are being manipulated by demonic forces, which is why they cause so much destruction and harm and damage to the lives of so many people. So it's very important that we as Christians who are spiritually aware understand the enemy and his tactics, and we know how to overcome him not only on our own behalf, but on behalf of other people in the society in which we live. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 